the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast, where we help agents get their first five deals. Hello, friends. This is Jennifer Henry, the proud host of the Game Changer Real Estate Podcast. I love doing this podcast. I love even more than that, though, being the broker owner of Game Changer Realty. And I'm saying that because this month, at the time of this recording, it's March 2023. I am saying that because this is a big month for me. This is the month that I celebrate two decades in this industry, 20 years in real estate. That's right. So I thought I would honor this career by sharing with you some of the things I've learned. And over the next few episodes, I'm just going to drop some wisdom on you as to what I've learned and what 20 years has taught me in this industry. And hopefully this falls on ears of someone who's thinking about getting into this business or who's already in it and needs to relaunch. I just want to give you hope. This industry is so much more than just sales. This is an industry that can offer you unlimited opportunities in leadership, coaching, just overall good humanness. I've learned so much about being a better human and being a better business owner and being better at relationships and everything because of this business. So don't ever think this is just about selling houses, guys. This is about really becoming the best version of yourself. And this platform of real estate gives you the opportunity to do that. And when you focus yourself on growing yourself as an individual, your career will grow right along with you. So let me start from the beginning. In 2003, I got my license. It was in in Missouri, Springfield, Ozark, Missouri. My husband at that time was building spec houses for our company called Graham Co. Construction, because my name used to be Jennifer Graham. And he wanted me to get my license because I was a stay-at-home mom with our daughter, Haley. But I was also pregnant with my son, and he asked me to get my license so that I would sell his spec homes because he didn't want to pay a commission to our Mernie really Realty Associate agent anymore. Imagine that. So I did. I got my license. And for a year or two, I sold his spec homes. That's all I did was listed and sold those. I didn't go out and have to seek out customers. I didn't have to build a business of any kind. He handed me my listings. I sold them. I didn't make any commissions because we weren't taking a commission. We were just saving the commission. So I didn't really learn a whole lot. But I learned that I could do it, and it wasn't really that hard to, to sell a property. And because I didn't have to go find customers, it wasn't really hard to sell myself either, if you if you get what I'm saying. Well, then life changed, and he got a job opportunity here in Jacksonville, Florida. And so in February of 2005, we moved to Jacksonville, Florida. I kept my license in Missouri for a while, but then once we got here, about a month in, I was like, you know what? I want to get my license here in Florida. And even though Gramco, we had closed the company and weren't building spec houses anymore, I wanted to sell real estate in Florida because I got here and realized what a beautiful state this is. And I just, coming from the winter in Missouri, was just delighted to be in Florida. Still am to this day. Love Florida real estate. Because they say, you've heard the quote maybe, everyone lives in Florida at some point in their life. And I thought, well, let me tap into that opportunity. Again, I was a stay-at-home mom with a couple little kids and I needed to get out and meet people. You know how it goes. I tell you what though, I didn't need the money. My husband at that time was making decent money and he didn't really want me to work. He wanted me to be home with the kids. We knew it was going to cost a lot of money to put him in daycare. So I got my license in Florida and I hung my license with Watson Realty here in Jacksonville, Florida. Watson Realty at that time was known for being the place where you kind of get started. I didn't interview any other brokerages. I just went there because their name, their their signs were everywhere. And I just thought, well, that's that's where I need to hang my license. So I did. And Watson is known for their two-week success school. And they do have really great training 
for new agents. But in retrospect, looking back, they did not have coaching. There was nobody teaching me how to build a business. It was really about contracts, sending postcards, how to farm, but there was really nobody helping me set goals and truly work towards what I wanted. But I have to say this. I met so many incredible people at Watson that started the foundation for my business. And that is truly what I have Watson to thank for. It's a great connections I have to this day from people that I met. One of them in particular is Lisa Bratcher. I don't know if she'll ever hear this episode or not, but I have Lisa to thank because a couple years in, she asked me to if I wanted to partner with her and I agreed to, and she was a few chapters ahead in this business and partnering with her was like a really awesome mentorship role. We split everything 50-50 and we worked together all of our deals. And for the for the next year or two, that's what we did. And I learned so much from Lisa. And, and, and besides that, I had a lot of fun. So Lisa, if you ever hear this episode, thank you for how you poured into me during that time of partnership. So here I am at Watson. I don't really need the money. I'm partnering with Lisa. And I can honestly say that my best year, I might have sold five to seven homes. I really wasn't a big hustler, but I didn't need to either, friends. I hope you're hearing me. Not to mention, I didn't really have anybody other than Lisa telling me what was possible. So I just kind of existed in my real estate career, kind of lost, didn't really know what to do next. But I remember my why changed when I realized I was going to be going through a divorce. And all I ever knew was real estate because I'd been a stay-at-home mom. I had these little kids. I knew I needed to work. So guys, I gave it my best effort. I went all in trying really hard to build a real estate business, and it just failed miserably. I had a couple of really bad buyers that really burned me. And later on, I learned it's because I didn't teach them how to treat me. But that's another story for another day. Point is, I had one really bad buyer. uh, And at the end of that transaction, when I closed, I gave so much of my money away because it was a huge referral fee. And I was on a 50-50 split with Watson. So y'all, I just walked away with barely any money. And I was going slowly broke and I was just devastated. And I was so sick of the business at this point because this buyer burned me out so bad. And so what did I do? I quit. I quit. I went inactive, kept my license all these years, but I did go inactive, went to a referral company and just kind of hung it up for a while. And I'm glad that I did because it gave me a lot of perspective. But I went during that time and got a real job. And I say that with air quotes, y'all. I thought, well, if all I know is real estate, I'll go get an administrative job and I'll sell real estate or I'll work on an administrative team. Like I'll be an admin, like a listing manager, an administrative person, a marketing person, something like that. I know how to do that. So I started interviewing. And I'm also going to mention the next person that comes into this story that really helped propel my business to where it is today. And that's Cece Underwood here in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, hope she'll hear this. Hope she'll listen. But Cece, I interviewed with her. She needed an admin on her team and she was at Keller Williams and she had a really great team. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to go interview with her. She had a job posting. So I went and interviewed, did the interview. She did a personality assessment. And then she had me go into this conference room and create a flyer and do all this administrative work just as like a test to see how did I do. And I'll never forget my devastation and disappointment when Cece didn't hire me. And she told me why. She said, I'm not going to hire you because you have the personality for a salesperson. And if anything, I'd be hiring you on my team as a salesperson. Are you interested? And I was absolutely defiantly not going to go back into sales. And I told Cece Underwood, who, by the way, is a killer rock star agent today with an amazing team here in Jacksonville. I told her no. I said, no, I'm not interested in that. I want the admin role. And I was kind of mad. I was like, I didn't come here to interview for a salesperson. 
I want to interview for an admin because, you know, I really want to limit my opportunities. I didn't say that, but I'm sure that's what she heard. And you know what? With good reason, because at that time I was thinking very small. I was thinking I want a job making $12 or $15 an hour. All, all I felt worthy of was that because I had been going through a lot in my life. And so I didn't. I didn't take her her advice. I went and found another job. But thank you, Cece, for not hiring me. Thank you for that because you pushed me. And I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget walking away kind of devastated, but also realizing later, many, many, many years later, that you did me a great favor. Well, long story short, I did end up finding an administrative job. And I did that job along with several other side jobs, making $12 or $14 an hour. And (laughs) y'all... That isn't going to cut it. So I tried that for a while. I really did. I worked hard at being a good admin, and I learned a lot about how to be an administrative person in real estate. But I was going slowly broke. My bills started piling up. Uh, My divorce was final. Um, I was on my own. I did have child support, and that was so helpful. And I had an amazing ex-husband who never once didn't pay child support and was very gracious during that time of my real estate career. Even though we were not going to be married, he never left me high and dry. But at the same time, I also knew I could never ask him for money because I was proud and I was going to make it on my own. Well, life as life would have it, things kept showing up. You know, um, bills would roll in that I couldn't pay. And it just I kept just going through my savings and it just got really scary, scary, scary. And finally, I realized I needed to stop all these side gigs and go get a full-time administrative job. No, still not realizing I could reactivate my license and like go try it again. But I'm like, no, I'm not a salesperson. I'm going to go full-time. So that's when I started putting out my feelers for a full-time job as a listing manager. So here's where the story takes another twist. I don't know how to this day, I don't know how, but I got connected with the third person I want to mention to you, which is Christine Lee. Christine Lee had a real estate team and Keller Williams again, because Keller Williams is known for their teams, even though I didn't really realize it at the time. And Christine Lee was hiring for a listing manager. And lo and behold, I got the job. And she was paying, I want to say $12 an hour, maybe 14. Again, this was a while ago. And she hired me. And so I came into this full-time job on her team. And within a week, was able to make some great headway in some of the mess that her team was in at the time because her previous listing manager kind of left her high and dry. So I came in and I did pretty good on this team. And about a month in, Christine, probably seeing the same thing in me that Cece saw, said to me, "Uh, you know, I'd like to use you to help me get listing appointments. Now, granted, I have a listing, I have a license at this point. So she trains me on my scripts. She teaches me who to call, what to say, and how to get her listing appointments. And she told me, if you'll get me 12 appointments this month, I will pay you a $250 bonus. Guys, at that time, $250 was life-changing because remember the story? Remember how I told you I was going broke? Well, it was getting worse. So lo and behold, y'all, I did it. I got her 12 listing appointments that month. I'll never forget. It was the 31st of the month and I secured the last appointment and I was like, thank God I did it. And I got 250 bucks. And then I started doing the math on what 12 listings looked like for her. And one day, not long after, I realized 250 and she's making six, seven grand per. Now granted, she has all the expenses. And this this was my small thinking at the time, not realizing really truly what it cost to run a team, but I did the math and I realized 
I was leaving a lot of money on the table. If I could get those listing appointments for her, why couldn't I get them for the team? Why couldn't I get them for me? Why couldn't I get them with buyers too? If I did that, why couldn't I do that for me? So I went to Christine and I said, Christine, do you think that I could reactivate my license and be on your team and learn how to do this right? Because mind you, as an administrator on the team, I had saw, I had seen the checks coming through from the other agents. And I realized I need to go back into sales. I'm going broke, but one sale would pull me out of this horrible hole that I'm in. So I went to Christine and like an amazing leader that she is, she said yes. Even though it meant she might lose her admin, she said yes. So guys, she took a bet on me and she and I made a deal. I went and looked at my savings account and I had what was left of my divorce settlement, which was a 401k that my husband and I had split. I had $11,000 left. And I went to Christine. I said, Christine, I have $11,000 and I want to go full-time in real estate. And I know I can't do it while I'm on your team full-time being an administrative assistant or a listing manager. I can't do it. Will you help me? So she said, yes. So I agreed to quit immediately my listing manager job, which meant goodbye to my salary, goodbye to my bonuses, and go all in with selling real estate. Christine showed up for me in a really powerful way. She helped me set goals. She helped me build a business. She helped me be accountable to everything that I needed to do every single day because the money that I was going to live on, this $11,000 was going to last me 90 days. I did the math. I knew my bills. I knew how long it would last 90 days, y'all. I had 90 days to prove that I could actually do sales again. And so I did. And for 90 days, I went all in. I didn't play. I didn't party. I went all in. I, I, I followed a rigid time-blocked schedule. I showed up to every team meeting. I showed up for my coach that she had hired for our team. And I absolutely showed up for myself. It was at this time that another person named Dan Simon enters the picture. Now, he's hired by Christine to be our our team coach. And I could get one-on-ones with Dan. And Dan Simon played such a pivotal role in this time of my life because it was a very scary time for me because I was going through the last little bit of money that I had. And Dan was there to to help me really have the mindset I needed to have to be successful and to not freak out that I had just burned my boat, (laughs) that I had literally burned every opportunity I had because I told Christine I wasn't going back. Dan Simon stepped up for me in a big way. He helped me think differently. He helped me work through my fears and my anxiety. He helped me realize that I was worth it. He helped me understand what I was going to need to do to be able to make the money I needed to make. And at the end of the day, Dan was there for me in just an incredible way. So Dan, if you're listening, thank you. As the story goes, and I'm 14 minutes into this story, so I'll wrap up quick here. As the story goes, at the end of 90 days, I had one closing on the books, and this closing was going to pay $6,700-ish, and I was holding on hope to this one closing, and wouldn't you know, it fell apart at the last minute. And I remember the complete devastation that came over me that I knew I was out of money and this one closing wasn't going to happen. And so I sat in my garage. I pulled into my garage one day and I sat in there and I just sobbed. And I thought, what am I going to do? I have literally burned the bridge. I can't go back. I cannot go get an administrative job now. I just can't. There's no way. I've learned too much. I've become somebody different. What am I going to do? And 
I remember in that moment thinking, you have no choice but to keep going. I had no choice. I looked through every, I looked at every choice in the face. What am I going to do? I looked every single choice in the face and realized it wasn't an option for me. There was no going back. There was no job that was going to pay me any amount of money that could pull me out of this hole faster than just staying the freaking course. So I did. I kept doing what I do, what I was doing, even though it looked on paper like it was doomed. I kept going. And it was, it was what I needed. That moment, that pivotal moment of realizing I had no other choice was a key defining moment in the rest of my real estate career. And I have all these incredible people to thank for getting me there. I never would have done it alone, y'all. Never would have done it alone. And I see so many real estate agents that start getting discouraged. And the first thing they do is isolate. They start going off on their own corner to lick their wounds and to feel sorry for themselves and blame other people for why they're not succeeding. Blame the market. Instead of just continuing with the momentum they've built, So I'm really thankful that I had those people surrounding me and I'm really thankful that I made that decision that day in my garage to keep going because it wasn't but just a couple days later that I got another contract, another buyer, and it wasn't just another 20 days later that I was able to close and make some money that got me where I needed to go. Now, over the course of that, after 90 days, that you know, 30 days that I had to wait for another contract, I did have to eat hot dogs every day for a while. My power did get disconnected one day. I remember that. My little kids came home and I sat them down on the couch and I said, you're going to dad's for a few days. And I want you guys to know I love you and I'm never going to be here again. I will never put us through this again because I'm going to make it. And I made that commitment to my kids and their dad came and picked them up and took them. And that was devastating for me to know that dad was giving them a life I couldn't give them in that moment. But I made a promise to my children and I never, ever, ever went back. So guys, if you're hearing my story right now, I want you to know that sometimes it takes getting to the complete end of yourself, the complete embarrassing moment of realizing you have no choice but to just keep going. You have to lean on other people. You can't self-isolate. You have to face the music. But if you've already come this far, why not just keep going? So I hope somebody listening today will hear this and feel encouraged. I'm so thankful that I didn't quit. I'm so glad that I didn't hang up my hat. I'm so thankful that I was willing to just look my situation in the face and just own it for what it was, but also come up with solutions because it was in that 30-day period after the 90 days of my money running out that I did pull out all the stops. I had to go sell my computer. I sold my wedding ring. I took it to the pawn shop. I I didn't live off of anything except the bare minimums for that 30 days. I borrowed money. I did whatever I had to do, and I made it. I made it. I've never been the same, never, ever, ever been the same. That period of time in my life of pure brokenness financially broke me emotionally, broke me spiritually, broke me physically almost. I'm so thankful for it because it set the stage for everything else that would come later, the things I would need to do to be able to grow and develop myself into the next level of what I needed to be for who I am today, for the agents that depend on me today. I'm so thankful I didn't quit. So I'm going to stop the story right here and I'll pick up on another episode and tell you what happens next. But I will tell you the story ends well. It's not actually over, but as it continued beyond that place, I'm going to leave it with this. I got my 1099 that year after being there at Christine Lee's team for a year and I had made $106,000. More money than I'd ever seen on a 1099 or a W-2 in my life. Let me tell you, I was doing a happy dance. 
I have all these amazing people to thank for getting me where I am today. So if you're hearing this, guys, know that I love you and appreciate you, and I'm so thankful God sent you to me. For anyone listening that might be discouraged, keep your chin up. It gets better when you stay the course. I'm going to finish this story in another episode, and hopefully you'll take some more nuggets and be encouraged as you continue on your own journey. See you then. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our library of great resources for you at GameChangerRealty.com.